Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time. This is Can't Win Them All. Can't win them all. Welcome to another edition of Can't Win Them All, episode 27. So I am, um, Kane's not here. He's out there living his best life. Uh, celebrated his birthday on Friday. And the reason I know he was celebrating his best life is because I saw him on Instagram post a picture of him next to a cop car drinking out of a can of Hawaiian punch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's something you only do in Richmond, Virginia. But it's all good. I am not solo. I have a very special guest with me. And I'll, I'll let you introduce yourself. What's up, everybody? My name is Sidarius Blaine. I'm kicking it here with Garrison King live over here. Let's do this thing. And we also got another special guest that's going to be chiming in from time to time. You can introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Regina James. I'm Sidarius Blaine's mother. Oh, God. So it's going to get real spicy in a little (laughs) bit. Uh, So I know Sidarius from playing basketball with them, with the Hollywood Knights. Um, A very, very um, interesting encounter. And (laughs) the first time I played is because Manny was injured. <clears throat> so he Manny asked me, street, shut yeah, up. Manny on the streets. Uh, he was injured, and so he asked me to play in his stead. And I'm a I'm a decent basketball player. So whenever hey, I, he got a little lefty jumper, man, don't <laughs> let the, the smooth voice fool you. I'm I'm, a, I'm okay. I'm from Indiana, so you know. Hey, basketball nation, right there. Exactly. Man. You ha- you have to play basketball, otherwise you go to jail. I think <laughs> I think I read that. So well, um, you got a double bag. You black too. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Taking it back. My bad, I messed that up, didn't I? Sorry. And half Mexican. There, oh, Lord. Yeah, 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 you're, yeah. You're under the jail. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, we're listening. I'm sorry. So so I, I play this first game of Hollywood Nights, not knowing anybody, just, you know, just working at a radio gig. I'm just a radio guy. All these people mm-hmm. are actors. People know them, asking for autographs. <laughs> and I, I believe the game was pretty competitive, and whenever I was in, it was kind of with the B squad. So I would take my shots. They were going in. And then we were going, I think we were down at the time. And so Sir Darius and our other friend, Dexter Darden, I think we're the three. Maze res- Runner, get it on DVD right now. Yeah, Maze yeah. Runner, run some mazes. <laughs> the three resident um, uh, POCs, aside from Manny, uh, people of color. So I thought you, you were know. calling me a piece of crap. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I'm, no. I'm still, no. Listening. I'm still <laughs> listening, just not very well. Um, so, so Sir Darius and uh, Dexter Darden, they were looking at the coach like, "Yo, put this guy in. <laughs> put this guy in. We're trying to win. Put this guy in." <laughs> yeah. And it was at that moment that I knew that black people had to stick together, <laughs> based on the unity of basketball. So I appreciate you for that. But Amen. you may know uh, Sir Darius from his uh, most recent endeavors, uh, from uh, a, a young. Young little movie by the name of Jumanji, Enter the Jungle. Welcome to the jungle. Oh, welcome to the jungle. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. I I, I always get those confused. We uh, were into the jungle. You did enter welcome it. Welcome to the jungle, though. So Jumanji, still kind of right. welcome to the jungle. Mm-hmm. Very good movie. Thank you. In fact, so good. Uh, Sony's, what was it? Sony's biggest selling. They're the top, the top, top selling mo- uh, movie for Sony in, in Sony's history. In, and... Uh, Go ahead, flex, we, bro. Ain't no flexing to be had. Numbers <laughs> are numbers. I don't know. Numbers never lie. We we uh we broke the box office, y'all. We hit a billion dollars, man. I'm yeah. all right. Isn't that crazy? Yes, sir. That's wild. So what is it like to be a part of something? First, how do you get a role like that? Um, well, first of all, I'm sorry it took so long for me to finally get here, but I've been traveling like crazy. But I was like, we have to make this happen for sure. <laughs> we'll so, get to that later. Shout out to Cats PR. 
Shout out to yes. Mr. Garrison King for your patience. Side, you. Sidebar from Young that. And let's just get to it right now. Yeah. Uh, when, yeah. uh, so I told you a story of when I met Sir Darius. So we've been playing in Hollywood Nights for the past two years. So when I invite him onto the podcast, he's like, oh, yeah, bro, anytime. I got you. Hit me up. So I hit him up. Hey, you, would you be down to do the podcast this week? He's like, yeah, holler at my peoples. So <laughs> I did it. I, I have to because they, they be having stuff lined up like crazy. I'm like, thought, where I'm going where? When? Okay. Yep. I thought he was giving me the runaround. No, uh, I just wanted it to be clear, concise, and on the books. Even when I do business with friends, I make sure that it's it's set in stone because I will say yes to everybody and be at a quinceanera when I'm supposed to be meeting Barack Obama. I don't know. Or a podcast when you're in Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dedicated. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's let's get back to Jumanji. How do you get? How do you land a, a role like that? I mean, just like everybody else out here, man, we just, you know, go in there, you prepare, you audition, you get out, and you just pray to God that your phone rings, you know? But with this one, I wasn't expecting anything at all because um, I don't know if any of you have seen me, but I don't necessarily look 18, and my character is supposed to be 18 in the movie, 18-year-old uh, uh, high school football player. So I went to the audition just to, you know, maintain the relationship with the cast and directors. Um, and to, you know, do my best and just say hi, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there and I was waiting at the audition for a little over an hour and I had another audition that day. So I was like, God, come on, got to get out of here, you know, for one that I can actually book, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was like rushing, 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 rushing. I hit up my agent. I was like, hey, man, what should I, what should I do? Should I leave and try to come <laughs> back another day or something like that? Because like I'm out there with actual 18-year-olds. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I went in there did my, and I know that they had been looking for that character for almost a year at that point because I had a few friends that, that went far on it you know? really yeah and we were like praying and hoping that they were going to get it you know at least keep it in the camp that's a a phrase that I use amongst my actor friends just keep it in our camp mm -hmm. you know um, and so when I got the call about it I had actually just booked a movie with Will Ferrell at the time um, down in, uh, in Cartagena uh, Colombia but I was still trying to decide if I was going to take it or not. So Jumanji came and kind of answered that question pretty immediately. So it's been an incredible ride. You know, I wasn't expecting any of this, but so grateful for everything that, that, you know, God has bestowed upon me, especially in this last year and a half, you know? Yeah, you've been um, you've been cooking. Your name's been popping up a lot. Um, recently, it's been announced that um, you're going to be in the reboot of Charmed. Yeah. So that's pretty dope. I am, yeah. And you got another movie where you're playing uh, another young uh, uh, brother, um, mm -hmm. the the one where Samuel with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Charmed, we just wrapped uh, last week in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, let's look forward to that coming out in the CW this fall. Um, and I also was in a movie uh, called The Last Full Measure last year with Samuel L. Jackson, Ed Harris, Christopher Plummer, Sebastian Stan. Uh, the list goes on. We have an incredible, like, dope young core as well. Zach Rorig and Jimmy. Oh, we got so many great people in this movie. It's not even funny. Sorry. No. Um, so for those of you who want to know why there are so many lapses in my voice right now, my three-year-old son is in here driving me crazy <laughs> as I try to do this interview. <laughs> you know, bring your family to work day. No, nah, it's, yeah, it's, but, it's yeah. more the merrier. As yes, we say, can't win them all. Yes, sir. Uh, the last full measure will be out. Um, we're premiering it at Toronto Film Festival. Really excited about it. It's about bloodiest day on the um, battlefield in Vietnam mm. back in 1966, and so uh, we have an incredible cast. I'm so excited for everybody to see this. I think it's kind of a, it's kind of a game changer, you know. Okay. Um, definitely. 
So when you when you when you find these roles, are you, are you looking for these, or is it a, a matter of your agents like, hey, I think you'd be good for this. You should give it a shot. Or are you like actively like hitting up, you know, people that you've networked with to to find roles that you think you really want to nail? Yes, is my answer. <laughs> All of that, you know, yeah. people when they finally do get an agent and a manager, you know, they get representation. I think that they think that the work is done. Now you have somebody to give you jobs, mm-hmm. and that's not what it's like. I mean. I made up my mind uh, the day before I graduated from the New York Conservatory of Dramatic Arts. I made up my mind that night uh, after I spoke to Spike Lee, actually, in an elevator. We're leaving, wow. uh, we're leaving LeBron's game where he scored 50, 10, and 11. He had that triple-double back in 2009. Yeah, and then they recalled like it like the next day. They were like, oh, they took away one of his yeah, rebounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that night. So it was a double overtime game. He <laughs> dropped 50. It was a triple-double in my mind. Anyway, <laughs> I was there for Madison Square Garden history. Anyway, I was in an elevator with Spike Lee and Joel Santana. It was like this weird trio. Um, and Spike was complaining that he was going to have to wake up in three hours. It was 2 a.m. at that time. I was Dang. like, why do you have to wake up in three hours? He was like, because I wake up early every single day, 5 a.m., and I write for the first three hours of my day, no matter if it's good, bad, or ugly, you know? Mm. And I had spoken to a couple of other influential people that I looked up to that same week, and they all had the exact same response. Though their methods were different, they all woke up super early to get things done, you know. So I made up my mind then, and I started looking for my own jobs every single day for the first three hours of my day. I wake up. I wasn't doing 5, five in the morning, but I was getting up at 6.30 mm-hmm. every single day. First three hours of my day, I was done at 9.30. I started my restaurant job at 10, you know. I would look for jobs. So I still do that now. Um, it's a little bit different because I guess you start looking for more specific stuff as your career goes on and stuff. But uh, yeah, we 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 search for everything. This one, this opportunity just kind of, you know, fell in our lap, so to speak. You know, mm-hmm. got an email from the casting director. Um, you know that you know I would be a good fit for this role in this this Vietnam, you know, um, indie. But I didn't, I was thinking I was like I don't look anything like Sam, so I don't know how that's gonna work. But I'm definitely in. You know, I didn't have to audition <laughs> for it. I. I Sat and spoke with uh, Todd Robinson, our incredible director, writer. And uh, he was like, you know, hey, we're going to make this work. You mm-hmm. know, you, you've got the size, at least. Um, but we're going to make it work. And, and you know, between him and the makeup department and everything, like, they look like Sam Jackson in 1966. So I'll take <laughs> it. I will take it. Gap and all. Yeah, young Sam was nothing to front with, bro. Nah, man. <laughs> so acting is something you've always wanted to do? Yes, dot, 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 question mark? No. Kind no? Of. No, mom? It was. She doesn't know <laughs> the secrets in my mind. I was a very secretive kid. I had talents you didn't know about. Uh-oh. Um, well, let's air them out here. I, I, this is I, content I, for us. I didn't openly want to be an actor always, but I always secretly wanted to be one. Mm. I was the shyest kid on the planet, and so I kept that secret to myself because there's no way someone as shy as me could ever do anything in the public, you know? So yeah. I was five and I memorized Hook, the entire movie, word for word. <laughs> it still give you about 70% of it now. That's hilarious. Um, that and The Lion King, life's not fat, is it Simba? So I still call my son Simba. Simba! <laughs> do you... Sh- do you- <laughs> do you do when you guys wake up in the morning? Do you show them like the Shadowlands and give them that speech too? <laughs> Everything the light touches is like that. I don't want no yai. I don't want yai in my womb, daddy. Um, but yeah, I always secretly wanted to be an actor. I didn't 
pursue it until I was about 19, to be honest with you. Not seriously. I did some uh, plays, like community theater and stuff like that. And actually, the first time I was ever on stage performing anything was a play that my mom wrote and directed. Really? I co-wrote as well. You got the writer's credit? I was always in, I was into writing, always. I don't know, did I get a writer's credit, Miss James? Mom? Absolutely. I'm a believer. Especially since that is, that I believe because it was part of his work, mm. maybe that was what brought him out of his shell. Mm. He was so shy. Anyone will tell you that knows him from home. He was so shy. I used to pray that he not be a social misfit. Oh. I was a I I was a drama and an English teacher. And I was putting on the other students' costumes when he received a standing ovation. <laughs> really? He was actually the understudy. It was it was the second feature. All the understudies did the second feature. And the children said, Miss James, Miss James. I said, who is that? And they said, come see, it's Sedarius. I was on my way and I stopped midway and turned around and said, Sedarius. <laughs> and it was truly Sedarius. So, so thinking about that moment, Mom, and then seeing everything that your son's accomplished now, like what, what goes through your head when you see it? actively happening in his life, him achieving his goals. Oh, my God. Every time I see him on TV, I I pinch myself, and then I look up in the heavens, and I say, is this really real? <laughs> it's really real. Yeah. He has always, I've always been proud of his work ethic, though. Although he was shy, he was always an academician. Mm. Always would go into tears if he thought he was going to get something less than an A. That's still true? No, I don't care, man. Does it, does it get through? Boom. <laughs> no, I think, you know, that's the one thing. Well, that's one of the many things that uh, she instilled in me. I think that has helped me to this day is to do everything with excellence. She would always just tell me to do it as though you're doing it unto the Lord. Do it as though God's watching you. So I'd be out there pissed, cleaning up vomit at the restaurant and thinking to myself, like if I wanted to you know, have to do something, I would think to myself, man, what would your mom say right now? Mm. So it just taught me to do everything with excellence. Again, even when it comes to scheduling a radio interview that I'm 150% going to do with <laughs> one of my good friends here, still do things the right way. You yeah. know, that was the, that was the one thing, you know, and, and even when it comes to like, again, everybody on my team, my agents, managers, publicists, everybody, I'm super hands-on about everything because I want to make sure, okay, you, you want to do a job right, mm -hmm. do it yourself, right? So even while, you know, they all helped me tremendously, I would lose my mind without them. I try to make sure that I'm involved in everything from the ground up, you know, very hands-on with, you know, even my son. Yeah. You know, my career, my friends, my family. I always want to put a personal touch on everything that I do, and I hope that's what people remember me for, you know, when it comes to my profession as well, you know? Definitely. So aside from these, these next uh, couple of projects, um, mm -hmm. what else you got working on? Oh, um, I'm not working on anything per se. Not, not, I have not been hired by anyone mm -hmm. per se. So we're still waiting for the network to clear us to finish shooting charmed, but okay. I'm writing. 
that's my that's my my big thing right now is that I'm writing and I'm also launching a company. Well, I'll tell you about it in a second, but um, all, I think that creative people should always stay creative. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm writing some projects right now. I'm, I'm finishing up a um, a feature that I've been working on for a couple of years now, actually. Um, hopefully Taraji Henson will be available when it's Ooh. done. You okay. shall see, but I'm I'm working on a coming of age uh indie drama right now. And uh, you know, trying to get some looks for it and stuff. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be one one dimensional. It's always important to me, but I'm working on a company right now. So a lot of people don't know, but I am an avid chef. I'm a cook. What? And yeah, big time you gotta come to the crib, man, for real. I mean it. That's serious. For real. Um I love to eat, so yeah. it works for us. Yeah, so I'm starting a pre prepackaged foods company with um, organic ingredients as well. Dope. But um, it could be described as European Caribbean fusion, I guess. Okay. You know, so yeah, a lot of the stuff that I cook um, has a lot of European influence because I started out um, eating. I'm sorry, not eating. Working and cooking at an Italian restaurant down in Florida. Uh, and then I moved over to a barbecue spot that I worked at for a few years. So I learned everything about barbecue and smoke mm. rings and how to make your own sauces, et cetera. Uh, and then I moved up to New York and worked at a French restaurant for a few years. Shout outs to Mark Restaurant. Found out they were closing today. Really sad. It's been oh, for dang. Like 25 years. Yeah. Um, That's in helped, New York? They, yeah, in New York City. Yeah, they helped me through college, man. I wouldn't be here without them. Um, but that was a, a French Belgian brasserie, and so I combined like all those flavors along with my island influence. And my family's from the from Haiti, gotcha, um, and Dominican Republic. So put a lot of those flavors in there. So it'll be like a roasted duck confit with a hint of curry, um, you know, finished off with you know a cauliflower puree and yeah, just you know some made my mouth water right now. Truffled, you know, long green beans or something like that, you know. So, how do you how do you find the time to you make that kind of stuff every night? <laughs> not every I don't cook every night, but while I was at Coachella this whole weekend, like we rented a house, me and a few of my friends cooked for everybody all day long. Yeah, you know, that's I ended up missing a lot of concerts and and parties because I was in the house, you know, perfecting baby back ribs that had been slow cooked for twelve hours. Oh uh, yeah, you don't you wanna, know. Yeah, that's too much time investment to just like yeah yeah forget Beyonce. Yeah, man. We streamed it, though. We streamed, we, we streamed it. it. All the single ladies. Hey, what's up? <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, I, I don't cook all the time, but when I do cook, if I do send you an invitation, all my friends pretty much will, like, take off work for the day to come. Really? Eat, you know, because it's it's therapeutic for me, and so I like to, like, try to take care of people when I cook. And so mm-hmm. it's a four-course meal where you're literally, uh, the plate is curated to you and your taste. You know what I mean? Oh, you're vegan? All right, guess what? I made something special for you. We're, you're eating the same thing we're eating, but we're doing the the vegan version mm-hmm. of it, or you know, whatever. I start out with a little amused bouche, a little something tiny that I cook to get your palate ready and stuff like that. And so, I, I mean, I learned from some of the best chefs ever. Um, and so, I want to bring that into a prepackaged foods company and specify and cater meals to people who really need it, like people who work. Uh, in the medical profession, like a lot of them, they don't get good food. Mm-hmm. They're eating off of food trucks and vending machines all day. Friends that I have that work in pharmaceutical companies or lawyers and stuff like that, they don't have access to a lot of food and they have short breaks. You know what I mean? Because they're doing important jobs. So I want to do that for people like that. Um, I also want to get them in uh, into hotels and airports as well. So all the prepackaged foods that I'm going to have, um, it'll be fresh, never frozen, you know. Yeah. 
and specially curated vending machines to have the foods in there as well. So working with a company right now to get them to help me uh, help me package those up. Yeah, Sounds dope. Thank you. And bro. delicious. Thank you, brother. And delicious. Come out. Come to the crib next week. And come back in. Yeah, just put, put some mustard on I think on I was like, trying to be like, subtle about nah, it. Nah, yeah, you're like, good. You're good. <laughs> put some mustard on Did you find it all right? Yes. Okay, cool. Man, I didn't get a chance to put my line in there. I was getting ready to say, huh? Really did like I'm here with good looking Lord. <laughs> say that say that in the mic maybe we can we'll splice it in there later <laughs> I didn't want to jump in on y'all y'all hoop conversation I started to see it in there I was like hey he's good looking as Garrison all you gotta do is stand by, by the uh, hoop that's it there you go yeah but you know kids face on right now like your mom's saying that one thing you're like please stop <laughs> As soon as I finish promising. Like, 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 <laughs> don't worry. The, uh, I'm still just a radio guy to those kids. They don't they don't nah. They don't they don't care about basketball. I'm just an actor. I need a YouTube channel, apparently. Bro, apparently. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy the 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 I guess the environment of of what clout and fame is now. It, it, a lot of it stems from social media, from YouTube, from yeah. the internet. Yeah. Like seeing those dudes that play with us, and I would have no idea, and that's just because I'm out of the loop. But yeah. these kids gravitate to these these young social media stars, like like how people would gravitate towards rock stars, rock stars, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's crazy to me, and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess we don't know yet how long lasting that is, but we have seen people kind of morph it into actual careers. Like yeah. I think it's been a minute. King, I mean, hey, my King, boy Batch, King Batch, yeah. King Batch is like I would say the gold standard. Um, yeah. Starting from Vine, yeah. Daystorm, Daystorm, yeah. like those cats, um, and the the Paul brothers to an extent, but they kind of messed messed up their own money. But um, yeah, yeah, King Batch is now acting in Netflix movies and like all this stuff, and started from making six second videos, mm-hmm. and it's crazy to me. Yeah. Like like it's a whole new formula out there for kids. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's that's something I wanted to ask you is what what advice would you give to to these young actors coming up now where they see that um, and maybe would be tempted to take that route as opposed to taking the route you took with um, going to school, um, spending the time, doing the time there at school as opposed to, you know, the social media star? This is always this is a tricky question, to be honest with you. I'm probably the worst person to ask about social media because um kind of i guess still a purist in 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 that regard uh, i mean social media is extremely important mm-hmm. i'm grateful for it right now uh i think what has helped these people build such great careers off of it is the relatability and the accessibility of it all before you could you could love somebody or you know have a crush on you know i'm growing up it's like vivica fox or right. you know Vanessa Williams or something like that, mm-hmm. or or you know people I love like Michael Jordan or you know Denzel Washington, Will Smith. There was this inaccessibility to them that I think grew their legend even more. But you couldn't touch them. You couldn't you couldn't mm. write on their page, yo, I think you're a fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe get a like from it. Do you know that that, that makes some of these kids days? You know, sometimes people tweet me or something like that, and I'll respond to them or I'll joke with them for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm waiting for a car or something like that. And I'll talk back and forth with them because I think people people feeling like you see them, like you recognize them, it, it, it you never know who's 
person's day you could brighten or what kid you could stop from committing suicide or something like that. Yeah. I think that's the power of social media. I think that's a dope thing about it. You're able to get out a wealth of information um, instantly to millions of people. So I think that that's, that's an incredible tool to have. The one complaint that I do get from my friends that are social media stars who are trying to break into acting who constantly ask me, hey, how did you get into TV and movies? I'm like, I don't know. You tell me you got three million followers. <laughs> I don't know. I slipped up. I slipped in. I don't know. But that's that's. There's still. I think there's still a, se- a separation. That the the complaint that I get from a lot of them about doing social media is that they constantly have to come up with new content on a daily basis, mm-hmm. and after a while, they get burnt out, and they feel like the ideas aren't fresh anymore. Mm-hmm. You know. So now. You're catering to an audience who's used to seeing you post five times a week or something like that at a specific time. And now your product is becoming a little bit more watered down because you're kind of burnt out. Yeah, You know, it's such a responsibility. I tried to shoot videos for a little bit with a couple of the social media friends of mine. And for me, again, the, the proof is in the details for me. I'm a very detail-oriented person. And... You know, a couple of them I noticed were like getting burnt out even throughout the day. Yeah. And and they're so loyal to each other as well. Like a lot of these groups of people who shoot these videos and stuff online, they all know each other and they all try to amp up each other's videos on a daily basis. So imagine not doing it just for yourself, but having to push and force creativity on a daily basis for six other people that are in your crew on a daily basis and edit them and get them out in time and blah, blah, blah. Right. And it, I mean, it's like a mafia, man. <laughs> they out here. You didn't edit my video. So drive by, you know, it's kind of crazy, <laughs> man. Clapped up, yeah. Don't, don't let me see. Oh, you was in his videos. You was in my video last week. Hashtag like, bro, goner. That's, bro, that's my brother. What do you want? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you know. So yeah. I mean, th- there's definitely an avenue there, and I don't think it's anything that's going to go away mm-hmm. because people want the accessibility now. But it's just going to continue to morph and turn into something else. I mean. Training at the end of the day is still the most important thing you can do. Educate yourself on anything. If you're going to go the social media route, better educate yourself. Read the books. Find out what times you need to post. Mm-hmm. Find out who your demographic is, you know, that you're, you know, you're catering to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Don't just, we have so many different things that we can do these days to make money. I think people, there's no like niche that people really focus on, like one way of doing it. Because if one thing doesn't work for like three days, then jump onto something else. You mm-hmm. can't do that with acting and singing and dancing and anything that you can't do that with radio either. You know, Not you really. can't. You have to put in the work no matter yeah. what. No matter which route you decide to go, put in that work and show them how it's done. This is how I feel. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree. I think I think social media is a powerful tool. I I also think it creates a facade that a lot of people buy into. Yeah, this, this overnight success bull, it's not. It's not really. really like, not. Even the people that do big numbers, they do a lot of work. They, put they do. A lot oh my of work God. It's a, it. it's a job that I, I couldn't imagine doing. I mean, I've seen some of these guys close a deal to put, you know, a smart water or something on their Instagram, for example, and get like a six figure deal out of it. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? It, it's insane. <laughs> That's a lot more than you'll make in acting, just FYI. <laughs> but there's a lot of work to be done behind it. And, and a lot of those guys started out on social media because it was rough getting on in comedy. LA is the comedy town, Mm -hmm. number one. It's hard getting on in comedy. It was hard getting into acting. So they were like, okay, well, here's a meeting where I can do it myself. Exactly. So that's what a lot of it came out of. It wasn't their go-to. You know, I had some of them hit me up the first week that that Vine started. They were like, yo, get this app. 
I got off of it in two days because they had too many glitches still when it first started. Mm. But man, I looked out back, you know, my homegirl Leanne V, and she was out here. Oh, uh, yeah. Killing the game after like numbers. six months, you know. I was like, man, maybe I got any more of them vibes. Our boy, uh, James Jefferson, he he had this s- similar Jeff- story. He was yep. like, He's like, man, I should have hopped on Vine because I think Batch hit him up to be like, yo, hop on. Yep. Lamorne Morris told me about it first. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's crazy. And uh, another positive to it, I mean, there's there's a lot of negatives that I'm not trying to get into, but no. another positive, too, is that it it eliminates some of the barriers that people are going to deal with. Um, when a lot of people think of acting, like, you think of typecasting, you think of, you know, roles where you have to play a specific character based on your race or your gender or your orientation or whatever. And with social media, you don't really have to do that because you're creating the content. Mm -hmm. Like you're in charge of that content. You don't have to answer to writers or directors or producers. Um, So it's, it's a, it's another look at it, but maybe it's not a realistic look at it, but I think it's dope that you can really be your own boss. And um, if, if you're a Filipino, a young Filipino girl in high school and you want to make videos about what it's like living in Filipino culture, you can do that. And you can relate to so many people. If Mm -hmm. you're a black kid that likes to play video games, you can do that. There's a culture, there's a, there's a, there's a niche out there for that. And I think because you don't have those barriers that, um, people that go the quote unquote mainstream route that Mm -hmm. they, they encounter, I think that that works to their benefit. Absolutely. Completely agree. I think that's a great point. Um, in that same breath, though, there's something to be said about being able to to execute something that you want to do within the structure or within the confines of something that's already established as well. Mm-hmm. I know plenty of guys that are funny as heck in real life, but and they do great stand-up, but you hand them a script and they can't break that thing down to save their life. And they'll never be on a TV show because of that. Mm. Still, learn it all. You know what I'm saying? Learn it all just so that you can implement that into your your repertoire. Work at something. Yeah. LeBron James didn't wake up yesterday with a jump shot and, well, he was already like eight feet tall, but yeah, he's on he had to put work on it. Okay, they complained that he didn't have post games for his first few years. So what do you do? Work with Olajuwon and learn mm-hmm. post games. Now he's one of the best finishers in the league. Oh, he didn't have a jump shot. Work with the shooting coach for a while. He's in mid-range now. And three. And his three is like staying near 50%. Yeah. He only shoots two a game. <laughs> but now, again, he learned his spots, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta, you still got to learn a little bit of everything. Don't use the fact that, you know, you have all this freedom with social media. Mm-hmm. Don't use that as an excuse to just be la- lazy and play one note. Right. Yeah, be, you should be able to, hey, look, people are like, oh, I could never work for nobody. I don't work for myself. Learn how to work for somebody. Learn some humility. Learn some work ethic. Mm-hmm. And get in there and do it. Find out how the big boys do it on their level. Take that, and now you learned how to win. Take that back and p- incorporate that into your video. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? And it, yeah, and if you are trying to pop on social media, see how the top people do it. See exactly. How these these influencers do it. Not just social media influencers. Actual Find a influencers. mentor. <laughs> yeah. Find a mentor. Everybody's out here trying to do everything themselves. Guess what? <laughs> No matter, I don't care if you're talking about Taylor Swift. Oh, she did it all herself, blah, blah. Still had to learn how to play that guitar. Mm. Still had to learn the proper way to format a song. You know what I'm saying? You still have to get a mentor. Get somebody that can teach you something, man, and stop thinking you know everything. Obviously, that's like like one of the biggest things about being in any business. You want to work on Wall Street? Learn from the best money guys. Yeah. You want to work in in music? Get you a great vocal coach. Go out and support other artists. Networking, you'll learn a big so part of it much too. from that. Yeah, 
Learn. Networking is a huge part. Oh, huge. I mean, Michael B. Jordan is, is, a, is a friend of mine. You know, we see each other. We say what's up. We have a conversation and stuff. But, you know, we're the same age. We do the same thing. He's just doing it on a whole different level than me. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said about learning from your peers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, that's, I don't know. That's what I think. When it comes to social media and stuff like that, just don't use it as an Don't use the freedom as an excuse to not put in the work. Yeah. That's it. That's that's a good point. Good advice, youngins that, that are listening or parents that have kids that want to act. That is a, a very mm. key, key piece of advice from our friend Sir Darius. Um you a Le- LeBron James fan? I respect his game, man. You have, uh, do you I have respect, a team in the playoffs? I respect his uh work ethic and the way that he's put every single person on in his camp like he said he would. Nepotism is the number one thing that we all hope for we yeah. all want to be in an interview with our friend right. talking to somebody yeah, you know? yeah. we want nepotism man so i respect lebron i think he's going to go down probably as the greatest ever but uh to say that i have a dog in this fight i'm, I'm going pulling for the Cavs because everybody's saying that they can't uh i mm. think boston would have gave them some problems if they were in there i think boston might have taken the east it if they, if they stayed healthy, if LeBron didn't they, injure Gordon Hayward. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, God. Why did you have to? I oh, just replayed that injury in my head. Jesus. LeBron did that on purpose, bro. He didn't, want get, he didn't want to get dunked on, so he Shut injured him. Should have bought a Honda. <laughs> Should have bought a Honda. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, I'm I'm pulling for the Cavs. I'm a, I'm a player fan more than I okay. am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. You got to be. You got to yeah. be as you get, as you get Anybody older. Anybody but Golden State. God. Anybody. You just tired of seeing them? No, it's not even that, man. You know, I'm low-key a Steph Curry fan on the low. I'm not going to lie. And Kevin Durant was my favorite player. I like evil. I like evil Kevin Durant. <laughs> I no do, comment. I, no I, comment. I like evil Kevin Durant. I think it, it's Come it's like it's like, <laughs> it's like wrestling. He made that heel turn. He turned to the bad guy. Yeah. And so now, he's like, everyone hates him. So yeah. I like I like that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm from Indiana, so I'm a Pacer fan, so I hope LeBron loses in the, in the worst way you possibly could. He won't, but yeah, got it. <laughs> a, boy, a boy can dream. A boy, I mean, it's, it's definitely possible. They look more vulnerable this year than they have in years past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, do, I do respect LeBron. My thing about LeBron and why I can never be a fan is, I, I guess I compare it to why people don't like Superman. It's like people that are fans. No, like no flaws. He's got no flaws. It's just this giant man. Why do you hate this man It's just for? this giant man. Dude sends 200 kids to college every year. No, it's like, hate respect, respect. And, and like, he's he's been more vocal about social issues than MJ has First ever been. First one since Muhammad Ali yeah. on that level. Um, and no, MJ's never said anything yeah. to speak out about the black boys and girls who die trying to get his shoes. Yeah, no, he has not. And that's, that's a big knock against MJ, which... Growing up, you wouldn't even think about, but looking back, it's like same here. I idolized the man to the yeah. point where, like, I used to tell people in New York that Mike Jordan was my dad. It was a joke, <laughs> but all the guys from the restaurant used to call me Michael Jordan because of it. But no, yeah, oh. but yeah, LeBron is definitely vocal about people dying in the streets, and I appreciate oh. that about him. But I mean, his his only weakness is side girls. <laughs> <laughs> Not my business. LeBron used to be my boss. I still get checks. Thank you, Survivor's Remorse. Appreciate you. Moving on. <laughs> no, dude has no flaws. And so it's like whenever I see people that are like diehard fans of him, I'm just like, ugh. Side chicks yeah. are flaws. Side chicks are flaws, yes. <laughs> not saying he hasn't. That's not been confirmed. That's just <laughs> that's just his boy, True's dad, uh, Tristan, yeah. Tristan oh, Thompson. Lord. Do you see them name the baby? No. 
True. True. They named the baby girl True. True Thompson. True Thompson. Um, oh, wait. Or is it Kardashian? No, it's Thompson. They said Thompson, okay. which I was surprised about, one. Yeah. Um, two, the name True. I'm, I got a mm. thing with the Kardashians. Are you friends with any of the Kardashians? Because... I'm not. Okay, so my thing with the Kardashians, man, they got to quit appropriating black culture, having having, uh, uh, babies with black men and then not giving them black names. Like, she should have named, instead of True, it should have been Sojourner Truth Thompson, (laughs) Sojourner Truth Kardashian or something. Like, if we're going to be real. (laughs) What is, what what is, hold on, wait, let's reel this back. Is that, that's true. Right? Is that right? What is, what is a black name? What is, what is a black name? Now, I actually want to talk about this a little bit. What, see, that actually, that actually was a little tough to swallow what you just said. Because I was growing up and I would get the, you talk like a white boy. I used to get that all the time. Oh, yeah. What is talking white? What is a black name? See, talking white and I think black names are different. See, black na- there's okay. Black names are just like So if I don't white call name, and say that my name is Tyrone Shanae, DJ no Jenkins, there's Johnson. no white Tyrones. Exactly. There's no so white I'm Tyrones. saying am I less black? No, that? I don't like, think I don't think you're you know, graded. My name is Michael Smith. It's like a credit score. So, <laughs> so you got things that go towards it, and you got things that are gonna, you know, knock it off. But it's a fluctuating uh, value. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know the whole talking white thing. I, I, I can understand. I'm gonna say I got it a lot, but when people like people see Garrison, that's not a very racially identifiable yeah. name. Yeah. Um, there's more white Garrisons that I know of than there are black Garrisons, and I do know right. one other black Garrison. Mm. Um, two of y'all. Okay. <laughs> there's two of them. We went to the same school. There was two in Indiana at one point. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole talking white thing, I think that's we gotta we gotta get rid of that mentality. Yeah. Like being able to speak properly and having proper noun ver- verb conjugation yeah. is not Enunciating. an assault on my blackness. My yeah. mom right here was an English teacher for twenty five years. So therefore You were raised right. It will be there will be proper noun verb conjugation. <laughs> Extensive vocabulary. Extensive. That's what well, got me I writing and stuck. acting. Why did they ask you, Garrison? How did they accuse you of speaking white? Because if my son had not told me you were black, I would not have known it. I know. That's that's the confusing part. So I, people didn't so know me. I, I thought you were either Hawaiian or Based off the Philippine. photo, I didn't even know you were Spanish. See, I'm yeah, I'm racially ambiguous. So it, yes, it's you um, are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we are a subsect of people where people just don't really know who we are. <laughs> well, I have, I actually have a name for your race. I oh, just have Lord to get. What is it? I'll never work again. Can we can we get on the census? The next census. What's the, what? What do you have for me? Because you all are so beautiful, and because. You are a combination of multi multicultural. Mm-hmm. I call you the harmony race. The harmony race. Yes, I think you should be called the harmony race. Mm. Can we co-opt harmonizers from the Fifth Harmony Group fan, fan <laughs> army? Because I think that's a little more appealing. Okay. You think so? Anything with harmony. <laughs> I know. I agree. I'm with it. I'm all for interracial couples, interracial children. Makes the world a more beautiful place. 
Mm-hmm. Um, my wife is black and white. Our daughter looks, in terms of skin complexion, she looks nothing like us. She's so light. Mm. We call her light bright baby. I mean, you see my son. I call him light bright too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who he is. But actually, because yellow boy. That's my <laughs> yellow boy. I, I call him a minion. I live right by Universal, so oh, he sees the little minion outside. I'm yeah. Like, hey, it's your brother. You could pass for a minion. Yeah. Just, get a, yellow. just carry around a banana. But, but again, his mom's, nope, we're both we're brown. Both? You know, she's a little lighter brown. Than okay. That, but he's yellow. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. You are yellow. <laughs> He looks exactly like my dad. Yeah. Okay. I am also an interracial child. My dad is Dominican and Haitian, and my mom is black. black. She's one of the brown ones. I'm black and Indian. Black yep. and Indian. So you got one. the good hair. But yes, yeah, so True did not get a black name. I don't know. <laughs> True did not. But how how ill would it have been to be Sojourner Truth Kardashian? <laughs> <laughs> no Thompson. Nothing. Damn. Nah, forget Thompson. Thompson. He didn't black. earn it. Oh, man. Bro, he out there wild. Oh, man. Out oh. there wilding. The worst. Um, he going to ruin it for the rest of NBA players. Don't throw stones. <laughs> I know nothing. I, I I don't know nothing either. All I know is I'm married happily and um, got a beautiful child and Thompson was messing up. That's say all her name. Say my name. Say my name. <laughs> Actually, don't say I call her the Frosted Side. I don't call her. I don't call her by her name name. I feel you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. People, people weird out here. Oh, yeah, I know. That's why I, I don't put my mom's name in my phone as mom. No? No, I won't. <laughs> no, I had a friend um, on a very, very spectacular hit show. It has been for years. Said somebody found his phone, um, unlocked it, and went to his mama's house. So what? Ever since then, I never put my mom's name in my phone. Oh, dang. I always put her in there as her government name. Yeah. Yeah. They wildin'. Oh, yeah. They're crazy. Super crazy out here. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a weird time right now. You saw that story about the the two young brothers getting arrested at Starbucks. Yes, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. it happened over the weekend. Very disappointing. Um, are we are we boycotting Starbucks now? Do you drink coffee like that? I'm not a big coffee drinker. Okay, cool. but when so. I do drink coffee, I do go to Starbucks. I need to hear more about the story first. I did read it, and I I saw the now this video about it as mm-hmm. well. Um, but if, if we're going to boycott racism, does that mean we're all leaving America right now? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> That's what I mean. Because I got a crib in, in Vancouver right now. For oh, Charm, let's so. roll, bro. What's up? I'm trying to, I'm trying to, like, trying to at this point, it. no, I don't think that we should boycott <laughs> anything. I think we need to demand justice for all this stuff, man. I agree. We can't, the more we boycott, well, they're going to be mad at, at them losing, you know, just 25% in sales or whatever. If, if. If you account for the fact that black people are responsible for about 25% of uh, purchases in this country, 12% of the population is responsible for 25%. That's another conversation. We're we're a super consumer group of people. And yes, pulling our dollar away will hurt people, but it'll hurt corporations and stuff. And I think that we saw that with the NFL this year, which I plan to not watch a single minute of anymore going forward. Um, Done with it? Completely done. Okay. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's new look racism. You force these kids out of college before they they graduate, and then you force them into a career. Not force, but you 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 make this career in football look so beautiful and glamorous, only for them to not realize that they're going to be done in three years. The average NFL career is three years. These kids are going in, this, in there at twenty one. By the time they're twenty four, mm-hmm. they are now retirees. 
without a dollar to their name because NFL contracts are not guaranteed unless you play certain positions. Exactly. And okay? you're balling. Right. And you're balling for years. Okay, I got several friends in the NFL. New look racism. I'm done with the NFL. Screw Roger Goodell and every owner that doesn't stand up for this cause right now. Anyway, we can't boycott everything. We have to demand more. And what that is, I do not know. I'm looking at a huge room filled with, I'm looking at a room out of hoarders, and I don't even know where to start. Mm. It's a mess. It is. All of it is. I just had an argument with my son three days ago because he put a hoodie on before he went to preschool, man. Why do I have to argue with my son about not wearing a hoodie mm. and he's three years old? Wow. And I was so vehemently, I just talked to him about it as we're walking in here. Take the hoodie off. Why do I have to tell my son to take a hoodie off? Why can't it just be a fashion statement for him? You know what I'm saying? Why do these conversations have to be had? Yeah. And then one of my friends was like, oh, he'll be fine. You know who's, who, who his dad's going to be? It doesn't matter who his dad is. What about his friends? Right. You know what I'm takes. saying? Yeah. People are gonna, my son is a big kid. He looks five. He's going to be huge one day. He's gonna be, and he's going to be 12. Mm. And somebody's going to look at him and think he's a man. I don't want them to see him as Trayvon Martin. Right. Or the long-ass list of everybody else he, who has been gunned down. I don't want him to be Stephon Clark. I don't want mm. him to be anyone, Freddie Gray. or I don't want him to be anyone who could be mistaken as being anything less than my son. Yeah. We live in a time, well, the time has never, has never dissipated or, or been gone where someone's going to look at him as a threat. Because mm-hmm. of the color of his skin. Because he got a little bit more swag in his step. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's where we are right now. That's the problem I have with the NFL. That's the problem I have with the Starbucks thing. That's the problem I have with rolling down the street and knowing that a, car, a cop car pulls up beside me and my heart pounds out of my chest for no reason. You go on high alert mode as soon as you see that Extremely car. high. You can feel your, your heart bouncing in your throat. I have no criminal record, mind me you. Me neither. <laughs> neither like, do I. Um, but I get so like... Neither oh, do I. Here we go. Here we go. What's about to happen? Neither do I. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. The conversation, I mean, it goes back to our point about social media. It, it's able to expose these problems. Mm-hmm. It gets the conversation going, but now we have to turn that mentality into actual right. productivity. Like, right. And that starts with voting. That starts with being engaged with the community. We can talk about voting all day. Mm-hmm. President Bush lost both elections. What are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know how to fix this. I mean, we just we saw Russia tampering with the voting polls as well. We're going to keep telling people to vote. We can keep telling them to vote all day. At the end of the day, popular vote doesn't win it, right? Now right. they figured out a way around that. If if I get a million votes and you get two million votes, who won? Okay, wait a minute. Let's not give up. Well, no, no. I'm not saying to not up. give up. I'm not saying don't vote. Endurance and persistence has made some change. Absolutely. I think that the voting needs to hap- happen more at a ground roots level, mm-hmm. grassroots level. Yeah. I True. think it needs to happen in your communities. True. I think that's where the emphasis needs to be. Change your neighborhood, become a bright and shining star in your neighborhood, and let that exponentially fix each city. Mm-hmm. And then from each city, each state. And states pretty much govern themselves. We can see that with the marijuana push and everything right now, yeah. too. States can govern themselves to an extent. Create great leaders in your cities, your communities, and your states, and have those people start running Capitol Hill after these old heads die out. Yeah. And we can change the regime. Because what's happening right now is disconcerting and it's flat out scary. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared of nothing. I'm 6'5, 250 pounds. I ain't scared of nobody or nothing, but I am scared of this. I'm scared of the fact that you can tell me that the popular vote doesn't matter. 
someone can be outvoted and you can still put whoever you want in there. What that tells me is that this is about capitalism. If we control more money in our communities, we can control our cities and our states. Yeah, it's always been about that. Control the money. Yeah. Be careful where you're putting your dollar. I'm not boycotting Starbucks because I like Frappuccinos. Why don't we fix the legislation in 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 each city, in each state? Yeah. Start hold there. People accountable. Accountability. We we put them in office because we like them and we think they're gonna do what they're supposed to do to represent us. But the moment that they are not representing us. Mm. We're just busy working and trying to make money instead of holding people accountable. But that's part that's part of the problem, though, is that they've made the cost of living so exorbitant that people don't even have time to pay attention to the news because they're busy going to their second job. Yeah, or they're being or distracted. arguing with their spouse about not having a second job yeah. or a first one in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Make the time. So we, yeah, we do have to make the time. But when people got a family of four, you know how expensive this is having kids yeah. and, and a family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it creates a new problem where, like, they can't go to the city council meeting because they're on their, their second shift of the day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, where do we – this is where the accountability use, comes in with the kids. Yeah. Use that social media to let them know what's going on so that exactly. they can make the difference as well. You These know what I'm kids saying? from um, the Florida uh, Stoneman Douglas School, like, they've yeah. done an incredible job. So um, great. Um being vocal. Being and I'm from to, Florida, so that's a big deal for me. Yeah. Shout outs. We did something right. We might not be able to count, but we can <laughs> we can put together some rallies, get some kids to walk yeah, and out. And Florida has some crazy headlines come out of there like, all the time. I know. Um, but yeah, I think they've done a magnificent job. And that's where it starts, man. It starts with the kids. Like I've I'm I'm never ceased to impress with um kids younger than us being able to step up and do things that fully competent adults cannot do. Yeah. And that's that's been the case. That was the case in the civil rights movement with uh, Dr. Yeah. King and, and, you know, the Freedom Riders and all them. And, you know, it's always going to be the case. Like, it's going to start with that younger generation. Absolutely. And it, become, it comes with us instilling hope in them, though, as mm-hmm. well, and giving them an opportunity to realize that the world really is theirs. Let us fight on one side and you guys fight on the other. If we're fighting to work and make an opportunity for you to have a life where you don't have to live to work. Mm-hmm. Then use your free time, use some social media apps and everything to help get the word out, help spread the word. We don't own media necessarily. That's another thing in the black community. We don't own radio stations. We don't own TV. We don't own anything. But the power we have is right here in our palms. Mm. Make sure you keep that thing charged so you can get the word out about stuff like this. This the, The thing that we have now, people are like, oh, my God, we're killing more people now. We're killing more innocent people. No, we're not. You're just hearing about it. Just hearing about it. It's more available. We're killing more people. Matter of fact, I thought that the police shootings would stop with body cams. I feel like this has made them almost more bold because <laughs> now that they see they really are above the law. Yeah. But if we keep this stuff in people's faces, nobody wants to see death all the time. Mm. Nobody wants to see all this negativity. I won't even watch the news in my house because I'm like, I'll get it on the gram. I don't want to see it. I don't want to digest that constantly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you are what you watch as well. But at the same time, we got to get the word out there, man. Give a voice to the voiceless. Yeah. You know, definitely. That's where I'm at, man. Give a voice for the voices and the youth right now. I'm I'm impressed with them. You know, despite the fact that they listen to Little Yachty, um, <laughs> I am playing. I actually really like his songs. I'm not gonna lie. But hey, this, Little Yachty's a Little Yachty's a true one, man. Yeah, he, he is. No, I like him. These kids have a new level of freedom. You can sense it. They're like, hey, if you tell them something to do right now, they're like. Psh, 
no, who are you? Mm. They have this new level of freedom. The world is like literally their oyster. Mm. So for them to organize some of the things that they're they're organizing, I think that should make us proud that, you know, we're living in a progressive time as well. We yeah. 13 to 17 year olds that are doing things that adults haven't been able to do, you know. But again, each generation has got to get better. We're all here for the same thing, trying to make the world better than, than how we found it. You know? Yeah. And we got to allow them to hopefully have a, a, a earth and an America to grow. Jesus. Yeah. Cause that's, that's yeah. a pinning thing too. Um, I will not be attending Starbucks for a while. Yeah. Um, Talk to me about that. Well, I, I mean, I don't about this. I, there's, there's not, I'm not going really. to H and M. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm not going to H and M. I'm not watching the NFL. Sucks. Where um, else am I going to get my V next, man? I'm, I'm, I'm hurt. I liked H and M. I did. I, I liked, liked H&M. like, Dang, man. And that hoodie like, could have been dope. That's like the girl that you date that you just always love, and then she, she cuts out you your still, mama. You still be checking like, her Facebook from time to time. But I believed in you. Before before she blocks you on IG. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah my thing was Starbucks. So I don't know if it was this chain that called the cops or who who it was, but it's a bad look. And it's yeah. also a bad look. Should the whole company be accountable if it was just that well, chain? Well, here's, here's the thing. I, I thought about that. And then I, I looked at their logo. Have you seen the logo? You know what the logo is? Yeah, it's a, a woman. It's a white girl uh-huh. throwing up gang signs. <laughs> She set tripping on these coffee companies. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hold up now. And Starbucks been pulling a fast one on us this whole time. <laughs> so she looked like she's smoking to me. She doing so I don't know. She out here set tripping, throwing a west side. I don't know. Y'all look at the Starbucks logo right now. Can't believe and, you got me looking for this foolishness right now, man. I gotta and, and, and if you're listening, listen to it and tweet me if I'm right or wrong. If this Starbucks lady is set tripping, got a little crown on. Get to the <laughs> point, man. I'm talking all this foolishness. Got her, got a little, got her nice hair done. Her, her Bo Derek braids, whatever, whatever they're appropriating now. Um, no, it's, it's well, it's a wait and see situation. Um, obviously, it's a bad situation, bad look for Starbucks, but um, it's a wait and see. And I yeah. guess it just shows the power. I gotta of, see a little more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I did see on the news. That the CEO came on, and it was the most genuine apology I had ever heard. It was on Good Morning America. Mm. And and he said he personally wants to go meet with the two men. And he says he personally intends to meet with the two men who were offended. And he wants to incorporate them at the table to make the changes, for them to make suggestions what they can do to become more sensitive as a corporation. Well, that's good. I think that was a good start. That's the PR that you need. H&M went about it the wrong way. Ugh. Um, and Ugh. A, a lot of these companies do. We don't, we don't got to touch on don't that. Let me give them my hat. Let me give them that. <laughs> we don't got to touch on them. Uh, let's talk Coachella real quick, and, uh, and then I'll let you go. Um, you went? Yes, sir. I just got back. How and was I it? I literally drove... From there, you Ubered back from my, Coachella. I Ubered back from Coachella. Don't, don't, why you gotta hurt me like that, man? You Ubered I didn't want to think about that, man. <laughs> did you friends tip? left me, man. Did you tip the Uber driver? Oh. <laughs> tip, I, he got 250. He got all the tip he's gonna get. That was his day, right 250, there. 250, my bro. <laughs> I booked a flight to Atlanta for this weekend for less than that. Oh my god, round trip. On trip. Dang. Um, any any standout performances that, um, that you weren't cooking during? Well, I, I, I know, right? Well, first of all, I live streamed Beyonce. 
let me just say, I think she's the GOAT, man. I think she's entered the Michael conversation, man. Yeah, go on that, because that's been popping up on my feet a little bit. This whole oh, has it? Beyonce versus Michael Jackson. Oh, has it? Yeah. I said it like a year ago, man. I, th- I mean, when, here's my thing. Here's the way that I, I, she shut it down, first of all. No, nobody will ever top that. I don't think anybody will ever top that as long as I'm alive. Um, wow. Yeah. The way that I determine whether someone is a GOAT or not, greatest of all time, is, first of all, nothing to do with whatever it is that is their craft. I say LeBron's the GOAT. I don't mean that he's the GOAT at playing basketball because I don't think that he is. He's the GOAT because of his influence. Mm. Beyonce has the power of influence, and they use it the right way. That along with, of course, genius. You have to be genius at whatever it is that you do. Tiger Woods is a genius. Michael Jordan was a genius. LeBron James is a genius. Serena Williams is a genius. Beyonce, uh, Lady Gaga, uh, Madonna, Mm -hmm. uh, Prince, Bruno Mars. These people are genius at what they do. And again, remember, I'm a very hands-on guy, right? So the fact that Beyonce, like Michael, is very hands-on with her musical arrangements and stuff, people complain that she doesn't write her own music, but who, who does on that level? Nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Timbo doesn't even make his own beats anymore. Like, let's just be for real. <laughs> and I love him. He's my one of my favorite producers of all time. In order to be considered a GOAT, Kanye West, again, hands-on, every single aspect, from what she wears, what she sings, the the, the dance routines, her music videos, um, when it comes to, like, the, the show itself, the light show, everything. She's involved in every single aspect of it, and every single one is done and a perfect on a perfect level, like how, who puts who puts a show together like that? And you incorporate something from every coast. You got West Coast, you got Dirty South, you mm-hmm. got New York. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You got people who love classical music. She sang opera, bro. <laughs> like, what do you like? What What do you want from me? Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? She's the GOAT, man. And she's a woman who's done it with a certain level of class throughout the whole way. She's not out here mm-hmm. selling boobies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, So I think she's transitioned every facet of life so wonderfully, too, from being in a group with Beyonce, with Destiny's Child, you know what I'm saying, to starting a solo career and, you know, with Jay-Z and everything like that in her first album. She's never done it trashy, man. That's what I love about her, man. And she's transitioned even into into sexy young womanhood, you mm-hmm. know, and did it the right way. You know, she shows, of course, she's all little skin, blah, blah, blah. She's done, she's done it with class and elegance and grace and beauty, and now she's a mom, and she's still the coolest, most influential mom on the planet. And then she stood up for Black Lives Matter last year, despite where she was, and she lost so many fans, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. She gained so many more, too, diehard ones, you yeah. know? Guy, it's not like popular to like <laughs> like Beyonce. Man, I'd be buying all of her stuff. Yeah, all day. Gotta support. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, she's next level. She's like Muhammad Ali. She's like Muhammad Ali. She's like Michael Jackson. Again, power of influence. She's doing it the right way. She's in the convo with Mike, but I think Mike is always going to be the goat because he's in the Guinness Book of World Records for the most charitable donations in history. Yeah. Most charitable donations in history. More than Princess Diana, more than Mother Teresa. Again, all of them have incredible impact. I'm not taking away from them. But you're talking about a pop singer doing that. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Pop singer. 
and he owned a zoo, my dog. I'm like, wow. Anyway, uh, but but Beyonce's Beyonce's in the conversation for the goat, man. She's up there with MJ. Yeah, MJ. She put together that whole Lemonade album and video, everything visually. She chose all of that stuff. That's that's impossible, man. That's impossible. Yeah, and like almost mm-hmm. almost to a level of being neurotic, where you have to have your hands yeah. on every detail. They and... say this EA is like that too. Mm-hmm. You know, Yeezy's like that too. Yeah, yeah. same kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think I think Beyonce's in that conversation, and and not just because of everything she does, but because of the fan reaction. Like people are saying that it's basic to like Beyonce now, or like I know you're great when you start having these haters hate on you for no reason. Oh, like you the just reason hated I, on LeBron. James, yeah, exactly. Like the reason I hate on LeBron, like for he no does reason, nothing wrong, just because he has no flaws. Yeah. That's how you know he's great. Yeah, that's how you can measure a person's greatness. If people have nothing to gripe about. Other than to nitpick and say, yeah. oh, man, I don't know, Beyonce's hair didn't really move the way I thought yeah. it would. <sighs> you can't say anything. She's, like, arguably the most desirable woman on the planet, too. She's finer than your favorite supermodel. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and she, she treats her family good. And she and, forgave Jay-Z. And she forgave Jay-Z. Come on, Jay. I was listening to 444 <laughs> over the weekend. Crying to myself. Like, you know what, man? You're right. Man. I ain't been doing right, man. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't been living right, man. I need to invest my money and you buy art. Get me a woman to love you the buy right some way. Art. Yeah, buy some art. <laughs> invest in that building, Sedarius. I only got $3.25 in my account after that Uber ride. But go ahead. I'm listening. <laughs> that's why you ain't tip. Yep. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, that's dope, man. Yeah, Beyonce, I, I agree. I think she's in that conversation. Um, she did mm-hmm. it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um I love that she made up for last year, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I wasn't able to make it last year. A lot of people were mad about it. I'm going to give you beyond what you asked for. She performed for two hours in stilettos. My God. I can never be a woman. Shout out to women. Y'all the goats. <laughs> two and a half hours. Yo, I try to run on, eight, on, on the, the, the treadmill for over eight minutes while saying lines aloud. Can you imagine doing a two-hour set in stilettos dancing. and singing and dancing the entire time, not missing a note or a step. Man, get out of here. She could probably. And set she a, brought back Destiny's Child. Yeah, man. yeah. She could probably set a world record in a marathon. Man, her and Jesus are going head to head right now. <laughs> her and Jesus. Maybe. All right. I want. Let's let's not go too. Let's not get too crazy. Bro. I'm going deaf. I've already. I've already. Water into wine. <laughs> water into wine. Destiny's Child. I've already announced Starbucks, bro. I don't need to lose any more listeners. <laughs> you probably did. You lost a bunch of girls. You lost so many Ambers. Like, wait, he's not going to Starbucks anymore? Ew, Garrison, I thought you were cool. Oh, Remember, man. Jesus blocked. Gives the oxygen. Blocked on IG. <laughs> Garrison just got blocked. Oh, man. So, Darius, has been a pleasure to have you here, man. Plug your plug your socials and plug where um, people can find your, uh, your, your reboot of Charmed. Oh, yeah. Uh... Hit me up on Instagram, at Sudarius Blaine. Same on Twitter, at Sudarius Blaine. If I got time, I always try to respond. Hit me on Facebook. That's where my family is. I think I can only accept like 10 more Facebook people. So mm. hurry up. Exclusive. It's a limited time Exclusive. offer. Send me a DM and say that you heard me on Garrison's. You're in there. <laughs> in there like swimming. Hey. I'll clear some space. <laughs> uh, yeah, at Sudarius Blaine. Hit me. What's uh, up? All right, man. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. So follow him. Uh, thank you for coming by, brother. I appreciate it. I'm gonna come through and get get fed. You gonna no for real? Yeah, come yeah. next week. Dead ass. You can serious. You could say. I say dead ass. You can on the podcast. I don't know if, if, if the little one is a. Uh, he, he had a worse <laughs> mouth than me, man. He's like, come on, dad. What the? No, oh man. You can find me on Twitter at Tegar T A K E G A W R and on Instagram at Garrison King. 
And if you're somewhere in Richmond, Virginia, drinking a Hawaiian punch in front of a cop car, Kane, <laughs> you can't win them all. Can't win them all. <laughs> Say bye, Elijah. This is my son. Say bye-bye. <laughs>